Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Hey guys, your favourite podcast is just seconds away, but what if you could listen to it without worrying about using data? Got an offer for you right now. Uh, if you go to ilovedata.com.au, you're going to get 50 gigs of data for only $59.95 a month. There's no contracts. There's no catches. It's ilovedata.com.au. Open that up on your browser now and let's get into the podcast. Tonight we talk AFL Grand Final with Jude Bolton and he's brought a special guest along with him. The Sharks and the Storm face off ahead of Sunday's NRL decider. Anthony Mundine's national anthem plea and Rafael Nadal stops a tennis match to help someone in the crowd. And, uh, well, it was supposed to be a surprise, but it's Michael O'Loughlin who's joining us a little later because Jude went out on Twitter and told everyone, hello, oh, Jude. Mate, get amongst it, mate. Uh, he's, uh, he's a superstar, Mick. We'll have him later on. How are you? Looking very dapper. Jude's live in Melbourne uh, this afternoon uh, with a beautiful jacket and a and well, a check shirt. Uh, that's uh, that's the look du jour in, in no, AFL No, no, no. Uh, let's just say I'm coming in hot from a big function today. It was it was a bit of fun today, but, uh, mate, you yourself, you obviously had the uh, Deli M's last night. Night and uh, we're, yeah, playing hurt, we're playing hurt, Jude. Uh, we're playing hurt. We're playing hurt. A man down? No, not not a man down. Just just under the weather a little bit. Where no, else? no, it was all right. It's just uh, with a little bit of a cold. It was probably a bad idea to go out and hit it hard. But uh, it was. A what wonder- about the joint winners, mate? What about the joint winners? <sighs> well. It doesn't hurt anyone to have two winners, but it, it's been popular in your with your Brownlow. Uh, the, uh, one of, there was a three-way tie once. I think yep. one of the ones Goodsy Goods, won. Yeah, Rashudo and uh, Buckley. Yep. Do you think it waters it down at all? Uh, not so much because they in you know like history will say at the back end that they're uh, you know Deli M winners or That's Brownlow it. medal not winners. Not half so a winner. They're, they're a winner. Yeah, they're a winner. So it, and it celebrates, you know, the player, but also the club, the players that that uh, and the team around them at that stage. But I, Cooper Cronk and Jason Tamalolo, fantastic years. Uh, I don't know if this was caught on camera for those watching on TV, but it was fairly obvious it was going to be a tie when they brought Joey up on stage, to and he was holding two medals. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just go through it, and uh, but we've got to just in case anything happens. Well, then yeah. I'm thinking, well, this now this would be the ultimate theatre to have Joey have two medals in his hands and then Cooper Cronk gets no points in his game and then Jason Tamalolo, <laughs> you, you, you know or you don't know. Uh, Joey just puts it back in the pocket, just slots it back in. Bad if, luck, mate. If it went for three hours like your Brownlow, there oh, would be so many fights. Was... There would be but, so much. There would be so many blow-ups, but, but it's just the right length so people can sort of get to that tipsy stage and then just move on. Give us an insight because uh, having been at the Brownlow uh, a number of times, some of the best moments are actually when you're outside and the uh, the party's actually outside. When when people get locked yes. out of the room and they can't you know, walk back in, you miss about three or four rounds, but actually that's when you get a chance to have a beer with someone. What happens at the well, Dally M's? After the Dally M's, it finishes pretty early, 10.15, 10.30, then everyone goes down to the sports bar and it's a fairly tight area and that's when you get people from rival television and radio Companies. Oh, a few big egos. A few, look, hey. Yeah, and with a few Who's the biggest in ego them? in there? Who, come on, who's the biggest ego? Who's the big balls walking through? <sighs> oh, you don't want to tread on toes. No, I'd, I'd answer that if I could. I'm, I'm trying to think. Everyone was pretty. It was there were no dickheads there last night. There weren't too many swaggering peacocks around. Okay. Um, the best line of the night was uttered by our Brent Reed. Now, Reedy, I told you I was going to say this on air, so I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing you in here. Reedy can put Reedy. I wouldn't go Sam Toucan, 
but he's not far short. He put him away early, but he's good fun. He's good fun when he gets a couple in him. He said to um, a colleague of ours, Mike, can I say this? You look exquisite. But then again, I'm drunk. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, now, no. fortunately, how, it was a how friend. How did that go? How did that no, go? It was, a fr- it was a friend, and it was all in it was good tape. I think he was a, you look exquisite, but then again, I'm drunk. Oh. And she did. She looked absolutely beautiful. He didn't have to add it, that last Just leave line. it at that. Leave it at that. This no. is the rush hour on Triple M. <laughs> we'll talk a bit of AFL grand final. We haven't spent much time on the big decider down there this week, and a bit of league talk as well coming up later. It is the rush hour, thanks to Nicorette Quick Mist. For fast relief from Siggy Cravings, use only as directed. Triple M. Rush Hour Podcast, brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist. For fast craving relief, use only as directed. It is the Rush Hour. Triple M getting you ready for Grand Final Weekend. Both games live here on uh, Triple M on Saturday, 2 o'clock, I believe, is when our coverage starts from the Melbourne Cricket Ground. So it's Saturday, Triple M NRL, all the way through to 2. And then I think the game starts at 2.30 uh, and uh, we'll be on air all the way through, Jude. And the teams have just been released for the AFL Grand Final, mate. In is Jared McVeigh and Callum Mills, both who are under injury clouds the whole time. Out goes Aaliyah Aaliyah, who obviously had that medial injury, but also uh, Harry Marsh. He's a bit stiff, to be honest. He's uh, one of the young players who's had a a good uh, back half of the year and, uh, yeah, drops drops out of the game. But uh, Western Bulldogs, no change. So they didn't bring Matt Suckling back in, who's, uh, you know, a three-time premiership player with uh, with, uh, Hawthorne. That must be the most empty feeling. What's the kid's name? Harry Marsh. Harry Marsh, yeah. So, yeah, he's made way, and uh, it's. I mean, it's. There's always a a, a, you know a sad story Mm. around grand final time, and and obviously to see a Lear Lear at firstly um, uh, hurt himself in terms of his knee uh, last week against Geelong. Um, Yeah, he was always going to battle because they ruled him out early on the week. Right. So, what does this mean for the game with McVeigh and Mills in? That would seem to be quite the step up for the Sydney team. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 the thing with uh, the Western Bulldogs is they're not a, a, a really tall forward line. So a lot of people thought when Aaliyah Aaliyah went down that there might be a chance for Ted Richards to be a like-for-like replacement. Yeah. However, um, with the smaller forward line, they've gone with uh, with uh, you know the shorter guys, which is obviously Mills, who's had a terrific year. He's won the, the Rising Star Award this year, a, a fantastic high draft pick. And, and McVeigh, the captain of the club, uh, who's been battling a calf injury, but uh, looks like he's come through. Okay, now... This time last week, I think you actually tipped Geelong to beat Sydney. You did it with heavy heart, but you thought the Cats would win. No, 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 no. I, I was pretty bullish about the Swans. I said, I said you know, they need to start well, otherwise the Cats will. Okay. You know, in terms of the freshness, they need to be they need to be uh, a well way in front, which they end up being. Which they were. The game way. was over after twenty minutes. Well, about yeah, quarter to, quarter time, I reckon all over. Seven so, goals too. I must have misheard you. I thought you tipped the jo- the, yeah, the you cats. Don't listen to me. You don't listen to me too often, do you? I thought you predicted a Geelong GWS Grand Final. No, I said that's the likely scenario. That is the likely scenario. I now, see, some, I heard that and heard that as you saying that's what you thought, but I misheard you. Uh. <laughs> okay, so let so therefore let there be no confusion. Who do you think will win this game? Uh, I think the Sydney Swans will win their sixth ever premiership. I think they're a real massive chance. They've, the fact that they've had big game experience, um, they got that shake-up against the Giants in that first uh, qualifying final, got bashed around, and then have responded in uh, in the best possible way against Adelaide and Geelong, and I think uh, they'll have that... Uh, Ability to stand up in the in the clutch moments on Saturday. Will pressure be a very real thing for the Bulldogs? They've got 
you know, 50, 60 years of disappointment. I mean, this is, a, you know, they were the, we saw pictures at the Witten Oval today. This Huge. is popular for every Melbourne club. The joint was chockers. Yeah. Oh, the, the wave of support. Obviously, I'm down in Melbourne at the moment and uh, the... The, everyone, especially the neutral supporters, are all going behind the doggies. But you can see the doggies fans who are, they are long-suffering fans. Only one premiership, 1954. So a couple of generations have never seen their side. And their last grand final appearance, 1961. So this is unbelievable effort. They lost seven prelims in a row. Mm. Um their captain is is out, uh, obviously with a knee injury. Bob Murphy is just a just a wonderful man, and um, yeah, saw him this morning. He's he's been giving hu- he said he's been giving hugs out all the whole time at the <laughs> Witten Oval, and I I got a hug off him today, so he's he's going well. <laughs> would you rather be Would you rather be the Melbourne team on Grand Final week? As strange as that sounds, no, I think the. Having to fly in and uh, avoid a little bit of the emotion is pretty special, and that's why uh, I reckon the, the Swans have that advantage. To be able to come in, they've trained up in Sydney uh, today, and then just to ju- duck down on the plane and then uh, and get amongst it. You can immerse yourself in the the parade. The Swan, uh, you know, the AFL do the parade on uh, tomorrow, and then get amongst the grand final day. Uh, how does Buddy go in big games? He's a big game player. You, you can see that peacock nature. He gets the chest out. Um, he, he can. He's up and about at the moment. And I, I mean, he's he, he played really well against uh, the Hawks in 2014 in that game where they they got picked apart by the Swans. And, and I reckon there's a uh, picked apart by the Hawks. And I think a lot of those guys are still stinging from that that uh, that performance. And I think you, you'll see uh, a real response this Saturday. And, and you see someone like Luke Parker who was second in the Brownlow during the week. Mm. Um, phenomenal player. Josh Kennedy's a big game player. Expect him to perform well as well. Is this the time of year where you miss playing? I mean, you had a wonderful run and had your grand final moments, but you actually, you were a bit, jealous is not the word, envious in any way? Yeah, I was, I was actually speaking to Mike Pike the other day and obviously Pikey retired at the end of last year and um, you sit there and he's gone through exactly what I did, which is you, you feel impartial the whole year and I wish all the boys all the best and you, you look forward to seeing them and that sort of stuff play. You don't get any real worry. You're really comfortable with uh, retirement. But then finals come around yeah. and the pressure mounts up. You're down, you see the players gearing up for it and you just go, gee, I wish I was out there. And that's that's what big games do. It's uh, it, it gets uh, It gets you going. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only as directed. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Now, as I said earlier, AFL Grand Final, 2 o'clock on Saturday, but on Sunday we start at midday, 11 a.m. Queensland time. Actually, check your local guides. I'm not sure there, but it's a daylight saving situation. Uh, but the coverage will start uh, at the usual time and then go all the way through, so... Uh, Kenny and Maroon and the boys will be on for four hours outside ANZ Stadium. Then the next team, myself, Gerds, Wendell are going to be part of that. Billy Harrigan from four until six. And then we go inside and then the game starts at 7.15. And then after the game, we'll do the press conferences live and and the longest and the most comprehensive post-game there is. And for our Sydney audience, we'll replay the game. So uh, for all you people trying to get out of the ground, we'll be on air forever on Sunday. What a, what a weekend of sport, though. It's going to be epic this week. Isn't weekend. it the right thing to have <laughs> both grand finals on the same weekend? 
Oh, you wouldn't believe the amount of Melbourne uh, you know, storm support down here as well, and it's just uh, two opportunities for fairy tales in both codes. It's it's going to be a special weekend. That's it. Let's do this. Not just tiles and bathrooms. ABL Tile and Bathroom Centre, your one-stop renovation shop. abltilecentre.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Sports update. League news for Brighton's lawyers protecting your future. A bit of mind games between the Storm and the Sharks at their grand final press conference. Well, we're talking an upper's mind games. I don't. Maybe the storm caught will caught in traffic, but they made Cronulla wait 15 minutes on stage before showing up at the press conference. Shane Flanagan says he's decided who will make up the final couple of spots. He spoke about that last night here, but he's not telling. And Craig Bellamy intimated he may or may not use Ben Hampton, who was left on the bench for all of the prelim final. They got the eleven of their seventeen side. They haven't played in a decider the storm, have they? Like, they've obviously got so much experience, but there is a few that there'll, there'll be a few nerves for those. Guys, well, it's they? funny that Melbourne. This is as a club, they're sixth in eleven years, yet Cronulla and Melbourne both have six players who have played in a, in a GF. Yeah. And I think five, four Melbourne, those who have won a premiership. So it's James Maloney steps up in his fourth grand final. That's it. So history really shouldn't mean a hell of a lot here. Meantime, Dylan Farrell has been forced to call it quits at the age of 25. Um, and that was due to a, I think it was a back injury that did him in. But that's very sad that a, a promising career is over in the mid-20s. That's thanks to Brighton's lawyers. Anthony Mundine has called on all players in the NRL and AFL Grand Finals, Indigenous or not, to boycott the national anthems. Uh, this comes uh, in the wake of Colin Kaepernick in the US uh, taking a knee during anthems as a protest uh, against uh, the police for uh, black brutality and extraordinary scenes at a tennis match in Spain. What about this, Jude? What Rafael happened? Nadal was playing in an exhibition doubles match. I think McEnroe was uh, on the other side. Nadal's about to serve. He's a crying mother in the crowd, so he stops. He found out the mum couldn't find her little girl. Yeah. So Nadal starts looking. The 7,000 in the crowd start looking. And the little girl was found. Oh, and they were mid, mid set. Like mid he's just... set, mid, mid, about the serve. Oh, and the little girl was about a couple of bays away. So she got away from mama. And they were <laughs> reunited. And it was a beautiful scene. And then John McEnroe starts mocking them by crying, by pretending to oh, cry. Oh, 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 McEnroe. Uh, that is a sports update for uh, ABL Thailand Bathroom Centres. We're going to talk more grand final after this. It's the Rush Hour here on Triple M, getting you home on a Thursday night. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We did mention at the start of the show that we've been handed an incredible deal from Ovo Mobile. So if you switch to Ovo Data Sim, you're going to get 50 gig for $59.95 on 4G. And this is going to change how you enjoy listening to music, video, sport, all the stuff you do on your mobile device with nothing more than a new Sim. And get this just for you for listening right now. Ovo will give you the first month at half price. Let's do some math. Let's work that out. A whole month to enjoy 50 gig on 4G for just $29.95, then $59.95 after that. So there's no contract and OVO will instantly upgrade your plan to any better offers they release as part of their more for fans promise. And with 50 gig, you can afford to catch up with us more often. Open your browser now and get on at ilovedata.com.au. 50 gig for $59.95 on 4G and then half price for the first month. I love data.com.au. Now let's get back to the show. Triple M. 
It is the Rush Hour. I only remember that song from the Late Show skit from about 20 years ago. Jude Bolton, you watch the Late Show with the DJ? Back in, back in the day, I was only a youngster then. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're about the same age, yeah. Saturday night, 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's good stuff to DJ. This is the Rush Hour, thanks to Nick Red Quick Miss. Now, I heard something this morning on the Sydney Grill team, and I thought it was worth revisiting. Uh, and I think it was played yesterday too. So apologies if you've heard this before, but it is actually worth delving into because I want to get Jude's thoughts on this. Uh, MG and Maddie, and they probably talk about this every year, but I, I find it no less interesting. <laughs> when did they know they were going to win their respective grand finals? The morning of the game, we kind of were still pretty nervous because we are playing Ra- uh, the Raiders, the team that beat us the year before. And we Gus called us, summoned us to his, to his room, Gus Gould, and we sat around in his room all squashed in. Next minute, Gus went around to every player in the room and said, what does this, mean, this, what's this game mean to you what, and what's it going to mean to win? And I think by the third or fourth player who was answering, we are all starting to cry. Every every bloke in the in the game, in the room started to cry. And, and on the way to the stadium, the SFS back then in the bus, there wasn't a word spoken. No one said a word. And um, we're down by twelve six at half time. And Gus just said, "Remember that speech I gave you before the game. Remember how he's felt." And we we won. We had a bit of a team meeting with the coaching staff. It was okay, so like any other meeting. And Chief came and said to me, "It just wasn't enough." We need to pool our ideas. So uh, I wasn't that keen for it. I said, okay, if you want to. And we went to Chief's room. Everyone sat down. Same thing. Went around the room. What does it mean to be, you know, a Newcastle Knight? And what was what will it mean to win this game? And it came to Mark Lanville. Her, and he was the oldest guy in the team. And he joined the club in the first ever year. And it was his last ever game for the club. And he broke down and started crying. But there was just something about going around the room. And I remember Joey jumped up in the bed after... MG started crying, Mark Lanville, and he punched the air and said, we've got this. For whatever reason, I had this just moment of absolute clarity where I knew we were going to win. So there you go. It's fantastic stuff, and it? it's great insight. I mean, for me, probably 2005, and, and um, you speak about the fairy tales in both sports, and we had such a monkey on the back in 2005. It was the longest drought in, uh, in uh, sport in Australia, 72 years, mm. and... Uh, Paul Ruse got us in the night before the game and um, he basically went around the room as well, similar to that sort of stuff about what it means and those sort of things. But he just drilled down to the fact that you're here for a reason because you've played so selflessly as a team all year and, and I guess we'd sort of coined ourselves as the Bloods. And he said, if you if you play like Bloods, if you play as 22 players like the Bloods tomorrow, you'll be premiership players. And I, I remember just going to bed that night and you put your head down on the pillow and you actually... Yeah, actually, in a positive mindset because mm. it's it's a, such a daunting day, Grand Final day. You feel you can actually wake up thinking, oh, "This could be the worst day of my life or the the best day of my life." But the, I, I know I rested easy that night, thinking, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna win a premiership." Isn't tonight. that interesting? So you and MG and Matty have all said the same thing. It was the speech or the talk. The day before. So we've got this Hollywood still, mentality. Still only, we only still won by 10 points. It was uh, yeah. still bloody close. <laughs> no, I understand. Four points. Out, but, but um, uh, you know, the Hollywood mentality is it's the big pre-game in mm. the dressing room. This is when the big speech happens. But you know, the three of you, all the day before. Yeah, it's. I mean, it can, it can be different. And even I think 2012, I remember just walking out at three quarter time, and they're actually playing Eminem, "Lose Yourself" across the MCG, and I can remember just nodding my head, thinking, "How good's this?" Just the music getting you up, but just little moments, and then just clutch plays in the game, and that's the stuff. And you start, it starts to solidify that we're gonna we're gonna win this. Uh, it's, it, there's just it's just the joyful days though when you get up. All right, this is the Rush Hour News Update coming up shortly. Oh, and Jude's organised a special guest, uh, Michael O'Loughlin. That's coming up soon. 
This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. This is the Rush Hour and... We normally save this for the summer shows, Jude, where we basically say to you, listen, you, you, you've you got the handbook here to the stars. Can you get the Rolodex out? Who have you organised for well, us tonight? Well, I've, uh, it's obviously there's very much a Swans flavour leading into the AFL Grand Final, and I've thought I'd pull out the AFL Cup Ambassador, the Premiership Cup Ambassador, Michael O'Loughlin, Swans legend. Mickey Owie on the line. G'day, guys. How are you? Hello, Mickey. Now, you two won a grand final, but that bloody hog, Leo Barry, has taken all... <laughs> one mark, he's taken all the attention. He's got, I, I saw his Toyota the other... You blokes oh. must be just dark on him. Absolutely <laughs> flat with him, mate. He just keeps on coming up. Uh, every time we catch up for a beer, he, he bloody brings it up all the time. <laughs> See, um, that's, that's the selfless nature of Mickey O and myself. We miss, <laughs> we miss shots of goal that day just so Leo could have his moment of saving the game if we'd kick straight Absolutely. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a talking point <laughs> did you blokes play well did you blokes it was such a great game did you blokes actually play well Jude you go first oh no I was, I was okay I was okay nah, the was good, mate. He, he was in and under he wore that crazy uh, <laughs> head here uh, he had to flip the head putting his head in the wrong places as usual but um, <laughs> it was one of those games where I reckon been talking around uh, doing the functions around Melbourne talking about what's it actually feel like to win one and I reckon Jude more so it's a relief thing isn't it yeah, yeah so absolutely well uh, I mean you, you you played one as like we're looking at fairy tales in both sports at the moment obviously NRL and AFL mm. you played one in uh, 1996 Mickey O yep. what was that feeling like stepping onto the MCG as a youngster then was it was it overawing oh, on the big stage mate 18 19 years of age um, you know I was you get out there and you, you, you're playing we're in, in front half time everything's going really well then you know your world changes pretty much in the mm. half of footy um, I thought we'd get back there and, 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 and win again oh, sorry, mm. I thought we'd get back there and actually have a chance to play again to win but um, you know, 10 years later 2005 and, you know, we, we were lucky enough to get the chocolates that day and um, then you go back to Ben and like, you know, you talk about the 2006 game we lose by a point so yeah. You know, that still leads away at me. I'm not too sure how it sits, sits, sits with you, Jude, but, um, you know, they're very, it's very hard to swallow still. Oh, never never watched that 2006 game. But Is it, it, right? talk, about Leo, talk about Leo Barry. They actually took the cup on a tour and he took it back to Daniloc when he's hometown and he actually dropped the Premiership <laughs> Cup. It's got, it actually has a big dent in it, the 2005. So they know it's from Denny down there, the Ute muster. <laughs> That's right. So, so, okay, the fact that you won one in extraordinary circumstances, does that not... It still hurts in 2000. So the year after still has that sting where you can't bring yourself to watch the game. Yeah, you oh, watch. Look, you, yeah, absolutely. It, you, a point in a grand final. I mean, you know, it yeah, doesn't sit well with us. Um, if we'd started better, who knows? But you know what? It is what it is, and uh, we're lucky enough to to win one. And Jude's got two under the under his under his belt. But it's just one of those things. And look, you go into this weekend. Uh, with the Bulldogs and the Swannies, um, what a ripping game it's going to be! Yeah. And just uh, quickly, obviously a cup ambassador. How big is this junket for you at the moment? You've got, you've got 25, 25 of whatever functions. How big is this, mate? For you, mate? Hang on, Mickey. You're going gonna to take. Not, you're not going to take this off a bloke who was flown to Switzerland last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it was bloody talking. Um, I can't believe it. Had that trip all the way overseas. But yeah, look, it's been a, an absolute honour. Um, been very fortunate enough. Footy's been unbelievable to to both Jude and myself, mm. obviously. Even and, and but to be able to um, to 
you know, represent the AFL and, and, and certainly our footy club and, and take the cup around. It's been brilliant. Mickey O'Loughlin, thanks for organising him, Jude. That was mate, fantastic. Not a, bad, not a bad guest. as is in grand final week, mate. Enjoy the week and uh, go the Bloods. Thanks, mate. Have a good one, guys. There he is, Michael O'Loughlin. Sounds like a good bloke, too. Oh, he's a ripper, mate. He's a ripper. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Sports update. Uh, anytime we talk league, by the way, it is for Totally Workwear. Find your local store, totallyworkwear.com.au. And Joel Kane will join us from sportsbet.com.au shortly. Now, the stocks of Socceroo Tom Rogic keep rising. He starred in Celtic's 3-3 Champions League draw against Man City. He's uh, been prolific this year. Unbelievable, Tommy Rogic. And he, he went full tilt for 56 minutes. He set up a goal and caused all sorts of problems for City. Uh, it's the first time all season that Man City have not taken all the points in a game. Wow. Wow. Uh, we will see Tommy in a couple of weeks, uh, and we're going to do the rush out from uh, Docklands when they play Japan. That's on in a couple of weeks. Uh, you're going to spend a bit of time down in Melbourne, eh? Well, the, the trip might have just been booked while the show was going on. <laughs> That's why it's top of mind. <laughs> Arsenal enjoyed a win, and the Brisbane International Tennis Tournament has landed world number one Angelique Kerber and world number three Gabinia Muguruza for uh, this uh, January's event. So that tournament going from strength to strength. This is the Rush Hour. Uh, Joel Kane's going to join us after this, and we'll wrap things up with this grand final edition of the uh, Rush Hour. More after this. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Rush Hour. Getting you ready for grand final weekend. There's Jude in his Melbourne studio, standing up like a proper DJ with the microphone now up there. And well, they tell you to stand up and be a part of it. No, I was it? Just, it slumped down before. It's no good. No good. I'm up and about now. Up and about. about as That's a very show. AFL term, isn't it? Up and about. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's up bit, and about. Look at him. Uh, we do the show for Nicorette Quick Mist. Uh, now, I believe we have Joel Kane from Sportsbet. And this is a very short notice, so we appreciate this. Hello, Joel. Hey, Dan. How you doing, boys? Going all right. Hey, um, We'll we'll do both codes here, but all right, NRL Grand Final. Uh, I did the podcast with Sterlo today, uh, and you can get that on the Rush Hour uh, Catch Up podcast. And we noticed that the well, it's very close. The NRL Grand Final. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, there's a lot of sentiment Dan coming for Sharks. You remember South Sydney? They had that real unstoppable force, the crowd behind them, and whatnot. And it's the same thing happening. Our traders think they can start favourites. Not the case at the moment. Sharks two dollars. The Melbourne Storm a dollar eighty five. The thing that stood out, 34.5 over under. That is about as low as it gets, particularly when weather is not going to be a factor, we don't think. No, and the other thing about that is, Dan, the last 14 times this pair have met, 11 times, no matter what the under over was, the unders has saluted. So Mm. it's been very popular again. All right, now, uh, Jude has got a very strident selection for Clive Churchill. Yeah, I think uh, Cameron Smith, mate. I'm not going out, outside the realms of uh, he's going to knock this well, over. What's he, what's he paying? Well, that's basically the only thing that's eluded him, Jude. He's in the $5 equal with uh, Cooper Cronk now. Uh, the mega bet is a good one. So you're getting about $4 for either captain to win the Dal- uh, the Clive Churchill, rather. So that's Paul Gallen. That's Cameron Smith. I don't know why, but for me, Dan, I, I just think it's got Wade Graham written all over it. How are you seeing it? Oh, no. I've picked the same bloke. I hate it when people I respect <laughs> have got the same opinion. It just, it's going to jinx everything. Because oh. you know he's going to go hard for 80 minutes, and I, he, he's got a couple of moments of brilliance in him. Oh, he has. And he, he just wanted, I, I never, ever forget his debut. And I've seen many kids of you has at the ground on debut, and they're absolutely, you know, wadding themselves. This bloke was smiling like a Cheshire cat. He's he born to do it. And every, every 
leap he's gone up. His first crack at Origin, he, he made a big name of himself. He played in the Prime Minister's uh, 13 many years ago. He did the same there. He's just ready to rock and roll. Now, he wasn't phased by Origin as well this year. Okay, so uh, that's one of the many markets, Clive Churchill. Uh, Joel talked about the megabit. Sturlo actually thinks Paul Gallon for the Clive Churchill. So that megabit, if you think if you go with Sturlo and you get Cam Smith as well, that's a beauty. Right, in the one minute we got left, AFL Grand Final. We know the Swans have been favourites, but has sentiment dictated where the money's gone there? Yeah, well, Jude, you know well and truly about this. 2012, Storm won the comp. Melbourne won in Sydney. Sydney won in Melbourne. Uh, can that happen again? Sydney a dollar fifty eight. Western Bulldogs two dollars forty five. Yeah, it's uh, it's decent money. Yeah, I, I'm still yeah, I'm still pretty bullish about the Swans. I think they'll go all right. All right, okay. <laughs> who who would win? The Norm Smith, Jude. Uh, 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 We're talking off here, and it's not necessarily the midfielder that gets all the possessions. We've only got twenty seconds here. Who do you like? Uh, for maybe an outside, maybe a Dane, Dane Rampy if he plays on Jake Stringer. And if you're looking for just rock solid, like a Cameron Smith, I'm thinking probably Josh Kennedy in the middle. Okay, there we go. Keep those in mind. Sportsbet.com.au. Please gamble responsibly. Check out the Punters Club as well. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, boys. I'll have a piece of that $23 for Rampy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are just about done. Enjoy uh, the weekend. It's a big weekend and you're part of it with Channel 7. Have a good one. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed.